watch out. Yeah, talking about way out there. Beheim! Wow, does that silence it a little bit? Schrader takes. It's a two-man rush. Schrader steps Stop up. It. Pop pass up in the middle. Got Tucker's it. got it. Room to run. 15, 10. Hit oh. and in. Granoy's touchdown. The Bills make me wanna shout. Allen looks to his left. Fires left side. In go to the end zone. Stephon Diggs makes the catch. Touchdown, Buffalo. Swing into this. It is over. The Boston Red Sox. Baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. This is On The Block. Yeah, I was driving home yesterday, so I heard some of your show. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brent. Thank you. Thanks, Brent. Two, one. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio 97.7, ESPN Radio, Heard 96.5 FM, heard wherever you are, whatever you are doing on the ESPN app, seen, heard, and everything in between on the mighty QSportsTalk.com, a magical place. You can watch a radio show as it happens. You can comment on the radio show as it happens while you watch the radio show as it happens. And while you comment on the radio show while you watch it happen, you can watch another thing happen. During radio commercial breaks, the friends on QSportsTalk.com get their own exclusive presentation. Meaning we just keep the microphone on, we keep the camera on, we keep talking to you even when we're in radio break. It's the show within the show, as we like to call it. So come on by and hang at QSportsTalk.com. For those of you on the radio, welcome. For those of you watching on QSportsTalk.com, welcome. For those of you that put ketchup on your hot dogs, you can go take a long walk off a short period. 437-7644 is the phone number. Brent Dax Media on Twitter and has mentioned the chat. At QSportsTalk.com. A historic week, and I don't think that is hyperbole to say. Kind of winds down here with Syracuse doing the right thing. With Syracuse doing what needed to be done, I think ultimately was going to be done, but they kind of had to stumble to get there. Iron some things out. As John Wildhack put it today, and we will bring you plenty of clips from this press conference today where essentially the torch was officially passed from Jim Beheim to Adrian Autry and a new era of Syracuse basketball begun. You know, the flag was planted today officially and Jim Beheim was there and Jim Beheim had a lot of eloquent things to say, a lot of emotional things to say, even a story I think a lot of us maybe have never heard before or two. Some you probably have, but there were a couple things in there that I had not heard before and appreciated Jim saying and Adrian Autry spoke and I thought was composed and confident and laid out his vision for Syracuse basketball. John Wildhack with some comments, Ken Severu with some comments. It was almost kind of a carbon copy of what they did for Felicia Leggett Jack, which was just about a year ago. She was introduced 
as Syracuse basketball head coach March 28th, 2022. And here we are nearly a year later and another transition on the Syracuse basketball front is underway. So I have plenty of things to say about it. I'm sure you do as well. So the phones and the chat open for you throughout. We're going to keep it guest free today, short of the voices you're going to hear from that press conference, because I wanted to focus on that and also listen into a couple of things that Adrian Autry said on Orange Nation right here on ESPN Radio Syracuse. It is Friday, and Fridays are draft days here on the block. <laughs> there was just no other draft to do, right? Which we've done in some ways, but never this specific, and we'll keep it broad and just put the title on it today. We will, and remember, we don't just do a draft on this show. Any radio show can do a draft. No, we like to combine the tropes on this program. We will draft the Mount Rushmore of Jim Beheim. Jim Beheim games, Jim Beheim press conference moments, Jim Beheim stories, anything Jim Beheim related. We will condense it down to our each individual Mount Rushmore, but done draft style. So, believe uh, Lukey, Jordan, and I are lined up to be the crew today, and we will do that later on in the program. Otherwise, uh, wide open for you, and the future of Syracuse basketball will be discussed here, right? John Wildhack said this this afternoon, this actually this morning at Syracuse. The times kind of blur these days with everything going on, but uh, this morning, John Wildhack this coach said we had a plan in place and you met last Friday. There are twists and turns to ultimately where you get to, but we got to the right end. Coach Beheim is going to be with us. Coach Audrey's our head coach. We've executed the plan. Any plan you can do, there's some twists and turns to it. But what's most important is the outcome. Chris, we have the right outcome. The right outcome. Adrian Autry takes over. Jim Beheim will have some sort of role in the university. And I think it was interesting because of all the talk at the press conference about ironclad plans, you know, a term that Jim used on this radio show just about a year ago, right? And this was the plan all along and, and kind of the presumption in the presentation that the trains were running on time. You know, they weren't quite sure what Jim's going to do, right? They said they had a meeting, 45 minutes with the chancellor, the AD, and Jim, and, you know, they're going to figure it out, dot some I's, cross some T's. And look, that's understandable that you didn't have exactly the terms here. I mean, the man's been a coach for 47 years, right? But they're still trying to figure that out. Until really last night in this morning, we weren't really sure if Jim Beheim would even be there today. Because the initial press conference was John Wildhack and Adrian Autry will discuss the future of Syracuse basketball, Jim Beheim's name was not included in the initial press release. It felt like after Wednesday and how everything went down, folks, that was only 48 hours ago, right, just about, that all that went down. We weren't quite sure where everybody was at and where they were feeling. I mean, we spent a majority of this show yesterday talking about how I felt like, look, both sides were to blame. But ultimately, they kind of Jim. They kind of did Jim dirty, in you know press con- press release put out, and what happened today did happen. And for everybody to come together, at least with the cameras rolling, 
right? Let's kiss. Let's make up. Let's get out there. Let's do this right. Because you couldn't go out the way you went out Wednesday. And ultimately, I think everybody came to the right realization that that was not the way to do it. Wild Hack just said it there. The twists and the turns, but the right outcome was reached. The plan was executed. The plan that we kind of felt all along was Adrian Autry or Jerry McNamara. I mean, Red certainly seemed to be in the lead there as the associate head coach since 2017 and kind of the assumed succession at Syracuse University. But there were some twists and turns in this in just the last couple of days, right? There was a lot of emotions going around. There was a lot of things that were put aside. So Jim Beheim. now I was very encouraged to hear because you can't make assumptions on these things. But in a, I actually asked John Wildhack right at the end, right about, you know, let's just for clarification, this is a retirement here and just let's kind of wrap this up in what this officially is. And in the course of answering that, Wildhack indicated that there is going to be a celebration for Jim Beheim, And he made a great joke in there about how Jim would hate that, but I'll just call Julie and he'll make him do it. Because, look, through it all, like, you'd be surprised to hear this in a way. But, look, Jim is the most famous citizen in Syracuse, New York. There is no more prominent figure in the history of Syracuse University. And there's been a lot of amazing alums that have come out of Syracuse University. But there is no bigger figure than Jim Bayon. So he's used to attention. It doesn't mean he seeks it. It doesn't mean he embraces it. It doesn't mean that he looks for the spotlight. He's in the spotlight by virtue of who he is, what he does, and the position he holds, right? But Jim hates talking about himself. He hates attention. He hates things like that. That's why we did not see a Mike Krzyzewski-esque year-long farewell tour. Jim was never going to do that, right? But he deserves that celebration. Today had to be done, right? It couldn't end with that awkward, clunky, we don't know what's going on press conference and a press release. And I'll see you at Wegmans. It could not be done that way. So today was a great, I'm going to call it makeup call, a great stopgap. Like, let's do the official thing. Let's get out there. Let's invite some dignitaries. Let's invite the media. Let's invite other coaches. And let's get in front of the cameras so we have the sound bites and we have the photos and we have all that official stuff that documents this. So when we look back, we had some clips and we're going to play a lot of what Jim said and what Red said and what this is because today has to transition to Red at some point. This is, to me, more his day than Jim's day, but it's. It's almost an even split in a way. So thankfully, today happened. Everybody put what they had to put aside and gave the opportunity for everybody to see that. You know, I had people reach out to me and say, I needed that. That was cathartic. People were upset yesterday. And I think Syracuse knew that. I think they picked up on the fact that your fan base, who Jim thanked profusely at this thing and said, you know, you proved him wrong by going to the Dome, by, here it is right here, let's play that clip, Jim, uh, thanking you, the uh, Syracuse fans out there. There's one group, two groups I have to talk about. Our fans, I didn't think it would happen, they fooled me. 
They came in the weather, they came in the winter, they walked across campus. It didn't matter if it was zero. Now if it's zero, the media tells you not to go to the grocery store. <laughs> they came to the games. 31,000 people, zero, minus 10 wind chill, six feet of snow on the ground. They came to the games. That's what Syracuse basketball is. It's not me. It won't be Adrian. It's not the It's the fans. They made our program. It's getting a little dusty in here. Listening to that, you can hear the emotion in his voice. He was most emotional talking about Julie and his family. But listen to the emotion in his voice, thanking you for coming to that first carrier dome, now JMA Wireless Dome. Even we go back to the days of Manly Fieldhouse, of course, which Jim coached in for a few seasons before the transition of the dome. We needed that because it couldn't end with what happened the other night. I didn't think it would. But, man, the way things were going in these past 48 hours or so, you just didn't know if he'd be ready for that, if he was willing to do that, and if it would happen, and it did. But I'm most encouraged to hear where you, those fans that Jim talked about there, are going to get to go to the Dome at some point in the future. And, man, wild hack of all the things he said today, he was most emphatic about this, that celebration that's going to happen. One last chance to meet at Jim's office, the JMA Wireless Dome, and give him a proper send-off where I'm sure there'll be guests and videos and just let's have some fun, right? And the last big celebration like that took place in the Dome that wasn't an event of sorts after Syracuse won the national championship, right? So I was happy to hear that today, that that is going to happen. But what happened today is... Formulaic as it is, you know, these press conferences. And, boy, we've seen quite a few of those in recent years here at Syracuse. I think it was cathartic. I think people needed that, right? You kind of end the week with a makeup call for something that was, no matter who's to blame on Wednesday, I think the prevailing feeling that came out of that was just sadness and disappointment. Like, oh, come on, man, it can't, it, no, we can't do that can't do that. Whether you blame Syracuse for another PR blunder or blame Bayheim for coming to that press conference and just like, come on, man. At the very least, this was a makeup call. It, it didn't feel like a celebration quite as much as, say, when they did that for Felicia a year ago, because I still think there was, there was some feelings in that room that people are getting over, right? If, for example, and I, look, I don't want to speculate here, but even on Orange Nation today, Jerry or not Adrian Autry said about Jerry McNamara that he expects him and Alan Griffin to be on the staff. We have not heard from Jerry since Wednesday, and God knows he's got to be feeling it right now. Between Adrian and Jerry, someone was going to be let down here. You can't have co-head coaches, right? Jerry was there today to, to be a part of this event and to support the Orange family, but Jerry did leave before speaking with the media, before you know meeting and greeting, and it just felt like he's still processing this, which is completely understandable. I mean, they just put his jersey in the rafters six days ago. He sounded like a head coach, has always sounded like a head coach on this radio station and other interviews he does, but particularly 
on that day. It almost felt like they were passing the torch to him. And I'm not picking between Jerry and Red. I'm just saying you can you can really see that there's some processing being done here. There's, of course, the unanswered questions, what I, I didn't expect to happen today about what kind of team that Red's going to be coaching next year. Everybody was there today except Benny Williams and Chris Bell, who we were told were in class, right? Dedicated student-athletes there. The rest of the team was there, Judah Mintz included, right? So that's good to see. It doesn't mean they're all playing for Red next year because next week the portal opens. They're on spring break next week, and they're back home with their families and making decisions, and this is just the – volatile era of college sports that we're in where that turnstile is constantly spinning. So I didn't expect answers on that. Um, uh, Certainly Adrian Autry was asked about that. Mike Waters asked about that. By the way, that warmed my heart too. Selfishly, you know what my 1A to the 1 of the Jim Beheim celebration that was committed to by John Wildhack today? The 1A to that was that Jim Beheim gave Mike Waters and Donna DeTota the shout-out that they deserve. Been there all along. We are so lucky to have them on the beat. I'm lucky to call them not only colleagues but friends of mine, and I was glad to see that because, you know, Jim has had what one would call an adversarial relationship with the media through the years. But I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Through that all, Jim was always accessible. Jim had an open locker room. Jim always had an open invite to call into this show, always will, by the way, and you could talk to him, even if there was some tension there. You could always talk to him. You could always work it out. And for him to call out Donna and Mike in that way and know that that meant something to him because, look, how do you wrap up 47 years in what turned out to be 11 minutes and two seconds? You can't. You've got to prioritize who you talk about in that time frame. In other increments of life, he'll have more time to thank certain people that did not get thanked today. I'm sure Paul Sibilia was just crushed that he didn't hear his name during that speech today. But thank you, Jim, for that. Thank you. That, that was great. So that was Jim. But the torch has been passed to Adrian Autry. And what Autry said about Playing zone or man-to-man defense, I asked him about that. What he said about this team, about his coaching staff, about what the last few days have been like, what his offensive philosophy is going to be, just everything. Not all questions will be answered today, but we heard from Red Autry. More from John Wildhack, more from Beheim. We've got a few more clips from him, and it's kind of encapsulating what was. It's been a historic week. It's a historic time. But today was the formal passing of the torch. It needed to be done. So as much as I criticized both Jim and Syracuse University earlier this week, I will compliment them. I will applaud them for doing what they did today, which I think ultimately would be done, but there was some doubt about that based on how everything went down Wednesday and what some hard feelings would be. and. Just it it at least turned into something clunky into what ultimately was a celebration today. And an opportunity to say some things that needed to be said. And this is gonna go on beyond today. Not just that celebration at the dome. 
Anytime you see Jim Beheim in the community, you know how many times people are going to thank him from now until eternity, as they should, and he's going to have an undefined but some sort of ambassador role with Syracuse University. I love that John Wildack talked about what a huge lacrosse fan that Jim Beheim is and a fan of all sports and somebody who shows up at every game he can. That he's If he's not coaching, he's there. Football, lacrosse, other sports at Syracuse. Because as Jim said at that press conference today, as much as he won't be the head coach anymore, if you think he was going to leave here, you got another thing coming. When I was 17 years old, I came to Syracuse right next door. It was a dirt floor practice field for football. Syracuse had lost 29 straight games in basketball, not football. I never left the school. I'm now 78 years old. And I'm probably most happy that I will never leave here. I'll never leave Syracuse. And I'll never leave Syracuse University. An emotional Jim Beheim today. The most central figure in the history of Syracuse, New York, and Syracuse University. Saying what I think we all knew he would say, but we were still heartwarmed to hear it. I'm not leaving. I may not be the coach anymore, but I'll always be a part of and be in Syracuse, New York. 437-7644, Brent Axe Media on Twitter, and of course the chat at QSportsTalk.com. So that was Jim. The torch was passed today, though, to Red Autry, and I want to hear what he had to say, and I want you to hear what he had to say. And we want to react to what he had to say, not only at that press conference today, but right here on ESPN Syracuse today on Orange Nation. Your thoughts on everything? It's been a hell of a week, right? You know, we're going to get to Sunday. It's Selection Sunday. You're not going to hear Syracuse's name called. So that'll be disappointing. But, man, it feels like we have talked more about this program, the future of this program, the current state of this program, everything that has to do with it, as if they're right in the heart of the NCAA tournament. But the point of everything through it all is to get back there. That is what Red Autry is tasked with. So we'll hear from him when we come back. You're on the block, ESPN Radio, QSportsTalk.com. Great to have you here, presented by Atlas Fence. ESPN 97.7 at 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back. Welcome back. You're on the block. ESPN Radio, QSportsTalk.com. We're having fun. It's been a hell of a week, boys. Sure has. Great job. That's why Jordan's slamming yet another... uh, energy drink over there. I haven't had one today. I had coffee and I had more coffee, but I haven't had an energy. Not edge right it's sugar free. This is basically kombucha. Why would you have a sugar free energy drink? Isn't that kind of the point? Well it's not riboflavin free. It's sugar free, but can I see that for a second? Brent, this has five hundred percent of my daily value of vitamin B twelve, okay? Let's go. I'm twelve up. Let's go. Sodium three hundred eighty milligrams which is why I'm so salty all the time. Appropriate that we played some Springsteen for Bayheim coming back here in the Bayheim draft. Where's the caffeine 
It doesn't say caffeine. They don't even list it. They're just, just like, bro, you don't like want to know. You it's know. all caffeine. <laughs> you know it's there. You know. Yeah, exactly. That's what it says. <laughs> you know. Um, 160 milligrams per can. Boom. Let's go. It's not even that bad. So Jordan will uh, sleep again uh, next Tuesday. <laughs> Welcome back, friends, as we uh, go into what's been a, a hell of a week here in Syracuse, New York, and a lot of serious discussions, a lot of tears, a lot of emotions, uh, happy, sad, everything in between. So we're going to have some fun with the topic du jour. I mean, you've got to do a Jim Beheim draft today, which surprisingly we've never done. We've never done a Jim Beheim draft. We've done a Syracuse basketball draft. We've done variations of the Syracuse basketball draft, but we've never done a specific Jim Beheim draft. So today we will draft the Mount Rushmore of Jim Beheim. The order of the draft will be as following. Is this Jim Beheim moments or just all things Jim Beheim? These are things that have to be directly related to Jim Beheim. Okay. The draft order will be as follows Lukey. Oh, boy. Jordan. Axeman. Is it because I made you feel bad during the Q Sports Talk break? Maybe. Good. Luke, you with the first pick. Well, this is kind of... I kind of hate having the first pick here, but I will take... I'll trade with you if you want. No. Oh. You can see the impact that it still has today. You can tell it's the one biggest accomplishment of Jim Beheim's career. I'll take the 3 National Championship. Hey, that's a great first pick. Can't go against it. It's what ultimately he'll be remembered for in, in the in the eyes of some the most. It's his greatest basketball accomplishment, right? Yeah. Some could argue the Hall of Fame. I, That's true. I'd say winning a national championship in Syracuse, New York is right up there. Great pick. Great, solid, safe first pick. Right. That's what I had to go. I had to go looking. safe there. All right. Over to Jordan for pick number two. Pick number two. So we're just drafting like Bayheim stuff, so... I mean, there are things he's done that have been more significant, but this is like the most Bayheim thing he's ever done. I'm going to get flamed for this as second pick, but give me the McNamara 10 F in games. Right? That is Bayheim at its Why core. Why would you get flamed for that? That was the second pick on my list. Why would yeah. you get flamed for that? Because I'm afraid people are going to, oh, he won this tournament, or oh, he won a gold medal. It's like, no, we're picking things that are Bayheim. You're defending your guy. You're being right and shoving it in everybody's face. You're just giving it to the media. Like, that's that's so Bayheim. I don't know why you hesitated. With because that. I thought somebody yeah. was going to say, pick, like, oh, he won a gold medal and you're picking a ram. <laughs> okay. It's like, yeah, I am. Jim is known for press conference moments. Okay. I'm just making sure. That is known more than any press conference moment he's ever had. Right? That is a spectacular number two pick. Okay. Thank you. Don't doubt Thank you. Okay. Even after I was mean before the segment. Thank you. Okay, with the third pick, my first overall, this is the second time in three weeks I've made this pick, but when it comes to Jim Beheim, he is synonymous with what? The 2-3 zone. Yeah. The 2-3 zone. It's introduction into the sports world, basketball, why he was on the Olympic team. That's Jim Beheim, zone defense. Let's go. Yeah. All right. No uh, no objections from the uh, no. peanut gallery actually just here? Crazy breaking news in the NFL world. That's why I was just looking. Whoa, whoa, oh, what? what? The Carolina Panthers have traded for the number one overall pick. Whoa! 
Really? They will be sending pick nine, pick 61, a first rounder in 2024, a second rounder in 2025, and wide receiver DJ Moore to the Bears. Source. Source, Adam Schefter. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, Jim Bayhorn draft, draft, but that's actually pretty significant. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. (laughs) The Carolina Panthers with the number one pick. Frank Reich. There's something funny to me about the Bears having DJ Moore and Chase Claypool. (laughs) I don't know why. Okay. Oh, good God. Sorry to interrupt that. Okay. No, no, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Let's go. What were we doing? And now Lukey has the pick. Well, there's a lot of talk about press conference, and I think another big thing that Jim Beheim is known for, his mannerisms on the sideline. I will be taking the jacket rip hey, to do. It's better than that. It's, to me, one of my more memorable kind of moments. Like Jordan kind of alluded to, we're, we're a little bit younger, so we haven't seen everything in person, but that image of just ripping the jacket off at Cameron Indoor is one of the, the crazier ones that I can remember. Mannerisms on the sideline. I guess I shouldn't go through them because maybe I'm taking another. Well, pick. like the but, yeah, you've got the <laughs> arm cross and you've got the yell at the ref. You've got the nose pick. Yes. You've got the uh, the glasses adjustment. Yeah, the, the squint. Like there are many. We could do an entire yeah, draft oh yeah. just oh on, yeah. on that. Which category is why I just alone. took specifically the jacket. That's yeah. probably that's the best one. Jordan would pick five. Um, your so, second pick. So. I am thankful to have been a small part of what has been added to this draft pick in the last couple of years. There's your hint, hint. Um, I don't listen to a lot of coaches' shows around the country because I have a life. That's a lie. But Jim Beheim on the Jim Beheim show mm-hmm. gives you so much mm-hmm. while simultaneously greeting everybody at Carabas, giving all the autographs they want, as Matt Park said yesterday. Now he does the half-hour Q&A. It's our intimate time with Coach where you ask what you want and he tells you, can I give me the Jim Beheim show? Okay. I don't know if that's pick five material, but wow. it's your draft. It's your draft. Okay. Okay. It's a tough shot. Gotcha. I might walk out right okay. now. <laughs> that was like so wildly disrespectful and also just wrong. Like, okay. All right. I think I need to, as, as the old guy in the group here, give a little historical perspective. And I've, I feel like this spans all generations. It has inspired many Halloween costumes. Give me the Jim Beheim plaid suit. I don't think that's six pick material. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's better than the Jim Beheim show. I don't think you're just me- sorry, Mr. Krabs, but I think it's better than the Jim Beheim show. I think it's a better pick. I, I appreciate having the value pick at number six. And because you're sitting in that chair, that opinion matters. Over to Lukey. I'm going to go with a bit of a, a sentimental pick. Kind of a, a nod to Jim softer side. And I'm going to call this pick Papa Jim. I'm going to take the hmm. father role that Jim Beheim had specifically with Buddy and Jimmy there that last year. I thought that was a really special run. And you can kind of see today, like, that's his, like, for someone that has such a hard exterior, that's kind of what gets to him is his family, specifically getting to coach his two sons. So I'll label my third pick Papa Jim. Okay. I think that's good. you're going to have a hard time explaining that one. Okay. I think people will get what you're saying. Yeah. But when that like shows up on the graphic, I don't know if people are going to understand. 
but it's your pick. Branch is coming at all our picks today. I, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm being. I'm I don't know why I'm being by, so harsh today. By but. quote. I think people will understand that, but that's going to be hard to explain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it could. I, I don't know. I guess you could try like being a fa- like coaching I'm, his sons. I guess I'm is, still unpacking that too. sentence. I'm getting the death glare from Brent. I'm just going to pick and move on. I mean, you could be coaching his sons. Like if that's yeah, more that, clear. yeah that's that would probably be yeah. Okay, that'd that's probably be one. better. Just a little advice. Right. That'd probably be better. We get the advice before the draft, maybe. <laughs> Steve in North Syracuse says, so I'm being a curmudgeon. Thank you, Steve. In honor of Jim Beheim, I'm being a curmudgeon. Yeah. Well, it's a very broad draft topic. Yeah. So. Um, let's see. I don't even know what I want to pick. I don't even think this is a good pick for this spot, but I listened to this rant the other night, and all I could think of was, oh my gosh, why did he take so much heat for this? Jim Beheim was completely right in saying this. Give me the Jim Beheim Greensboro beef. He was totally right. <laughs> Why would you have a conference tournament there? Irony being, where did Jim Beheim's coaching career end? Greensboro. Greensboro. Poetic. Carolina. He was so right, dude. He was so right. Go back and listen to that tonight. This is pick number nine, so we each have a pick left. And I'm just kind of going through the Rolodex in my head here just to make sure we don't miss anything. Like when we did the zone draft and we missed the end zone, I don't want to miss Anything of that nature? Yeah. The fun of the draft. Right? Because I know what my final pick's going to be, and a lot of people will appreciate it knowing what it is. So I want to make sure we're just not missing anything obvious here. So what I will say is, and I would have to get a ruling from you guys on this. Yeah, you can do what you want. All right? I'm actually deferring to you, even though I, okay. I, I run the draft, okay? And I'll just overrule you anyway. I'll veto your pick if you disagree. But the Big East. I, I like it. I, I The Big East. That, yeah. Who is more of a central figure along with John Thompson, along with some other names, but they're all in the same breath. Well, now I know why you didn't think my fifth pick was worth it because we're taking the Big East. I, I, I just want to make sure, like, we don't miss – 12 picks isn't going to cover 47 years, but right. we can't miss you. a big one like that. I'll give it to you. I'm cheating and looking in the in the, in the the chat, too, so I don't miss anything, like, just glaringly obvious. Well, we got three picks left here. Let's see how we come down the home stretch, starting with Luke. All right, I'm going to take kind of another, I guess, broader moment, but I'm going to take the 2016 Final Four run because I think it embodied Jim Beheim's coaching career. It's like... Mm. And as a fan, like sweating out selection Sunday, getting into the tournament, the two-three zone works beautifully in the tournament. They make a crazy run, the comeback against Virginia. Like I feel like that season really embodied what Jim Beheim was. Was as a Syracuse fan, you sweat out so many selection Sundays. You're not the Kansas that's always on the one line. A lot of times, you are that ten seed, and to go on that run, I feel like to me embodies a lot of what Jim Beheim was about. Even as you know, not necessarily an underdog, but in that scenario, an underdog going on a run like that. Jordan with his 11th pick, or the 11th pick, his final pick, his fourth pick of the day. It's like I wouldn't have even tried sneaking this pick in if the Big East weren't picked. But if the Big East got picked, does that mean I can pick the Carrier Dome? 
Hmm. I'm looking to you, Brian. Look, I'm not making any rulings over here. And if I think if you're allowed to make Easter, I, I love our friends who clean after our show. I'm treating this like I treat okay. them when they we're okay. doing a show and they're like, can we vacuum right now? It's noisy. I always say yes, okay. even if it's a bad time. I'm always going to say yes. I'm going to allow it. Here's why. Let's go. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. <laughs> Kids, this is a lesson. Complain enough and you'll get whatever you want in life. Jim Beheim Court is located inside the JMA Wireless Dome. You better, but I don't want the J, I want the carrier dome. I want that on the graph. Yes, carrier dome. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure. I'm going to allow it. Let's go. Also, I'm he going opposed it, but he ended up being the reason why it's full for a basketball game. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to allow it. Let's go. All right, boys, you would never see this coming, and those that are listening and watching on QSportsTalk.com will appreciate this for what it is. I've brought audio. Ooh. Did you watch the ad on this YouTube video first? Or yes. Gonna, let's That's go. That's what I was just doing. That's actually a, move. That's a heady play. Got some hip 80s music going here. We got some highlights rolling here. What did Jim Beheim play? Sherman this? Douglas with the alley oop toss. Non stop fast break action from baseline to baseline. When the Orangemen of Syracuse take the court, the Carrier Dome fans buckle up because they know what's coming. All out offense and in your face defense. Basketball, the way it was meant to be played. <laughs> Do you know what this is? I have no idea. Just keep listening. Oh, I heard him. Play a wide open game because they know the fundamentals and they've mastered the basics. They know how to win, and so can you. Coach Beheim will teach you the fundamentals, and All American Sherman Douglas will demonstrate their execution. Coach Beheim's inside oh, tips. Will that wasn't fundamental at all. He just did like a loop de doop pass. Look at that pass between the legs. That's not a fundamental. In football, maybe. This is the intro, ladies and gentlemen, to the. Oh, wow. He's epic limber. He's limber there. 1989 home video. Beheim on basketball. Hi, I'm Jim Beheim. <laughs> Luke, get over here. You University have to watch this. This is awesome. Team. We're going to try to show you some things that have helped make our basketball <laughs> program successful. We're going to do some things that can help make you a better basketball player. Sherman Douglas, outstanding guard, one of the great players in college basketball history. Set all-time assist oh, records. Man. This is awesome. game and total career. He can do some things that I think we can show you. All right, I'm going to cut it off there because uh, it just keeps going. <laughs> I'll but... trade you the Jim Beheim show for that video. <laughs> so included in this video, and I, I can't. I didn't want to play the audio because it's just Jim going on a heater at the free throw line. <laughs> oh! But included in that. this video, Jim Beheim himself teaches you free throws. The man does not miss. He shoots, I'm not kidding you, like 30 in a row. Wow. He's just straight and green And he's beat. talking smack the whole time. Like, this is easy. Come on. Why can't you do this? <laughs> the irony of Jim Beheim, yeah. who maybe that's a draft pick we missed. And that for so long his teams were known for being bad at free throws is going on a heater at the free throw line <laughs> is one of my favorite things of all time. But I wore out that tape as a kid watching Bayheim on basketball, VCR, watch it, rewind, and I still have it. I still have that VCR tape, that VHS tape. 
to this day. Is that like some sort of green screen, or is he on top of a building? No, with he's, a dome he's behind definite. Him? Let us, dude. This is nineteen eighty nine. Dude, he doesn't even have a stunt double. This is nineteen eighty nine. Behind's epic. You think that's green screen? I don't know. <laughs> Let's go. I don't know, dude. That's the Jim Beheim draft. We'll come back. Stay right there.